Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Wafu FM. It's time! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Chris and the Chris Show. My name is Christopher with C. Yes, I'm Chris with a K. How are you, Chris with a K, Harry? Stephen. Stephen. Um, Stephen. <laughs> um, I'm a bit, uh, bit sad myself. Mm, it's been a, it's been a rough week. I mean, you know, Brangelina. <laughs> <laughs> To be honest, you know, I read that story and I thought, didn't they split up like years ago? So, <laughs> <laughs> so how much you give a fuck, really, doesn't it? Yeah, I honestly thought that. I'm not just saying that. Like, I thought, huh? and then I had to, like, go, yeah, because they did that, like, fucking Smith movie or something, didn't they? Or whatever it was mm. called. But yeah, I thought, well, no way. I guess they just dropped out the news, didn't they? I think that's when they met, wasn't it? On that Mr. and Mrs. Smith? Well, not met, but, like, when they started their fucking yeah. love affair. Yeah. But fucking hell, man. I just saw, I was like, why is that trending? And then clicked on the fucking hashtag on Twitter and, like, so much shit. I mean, it was even, like, fucking flooding over into my timeline of just people posting. I mean, a lot of it was just, you know, people taking the piss and jokes and stuff. Yeah. But there was people who were, like, genuinely upset. I was like, what? why? Why the fuck are you upset? <laughs> that is pretty weird. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> fair, like, fair enough, right? If, if beforehand... Say, like, someone's favourite actress was Angelina Jolie and someone's favourite actress was Brad Pitt and they got together. You've got some emotional attachment, I guess. Yeah. And you'd yeah. be like, oh, that's a shame. I'm a big fan of those two. But literally, I saw some post that was like, OMG, can't believe it, love is dead, teary emoticon. And I was like, fucking hell. So <laughs> awesome. Like, they represent love anyway. I know. know. I was going to say, the fucking foundation of their relationship was an affair. Yeah. And, fuck, like, fuck I, I bet you they haven't even lived in the same house at, like, the past... 10 years or something probably probably see each other like Christmas and birthdays or something just do what um, I don't know if they still do it did, did Tim Burton and Helena Bonham Carter actually split up <laughs> I thought not because I'm, I'm sure there was something good because I remember hearing once that like they, they were together for years but they've got like a giant house so they literally just like live separately on each end of the house I was like that's fair that's like separate wings yeah pretty much yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna Google it while we're doing it. Oh, <laughs> uh, are they married still? Yeah, because I remember hearing like that maybe that like eventually split up, and I was like, oh, the house thing didn't work out in the end. <laughs> but yeah, seriously, man, start, don't put celebrities on a pedestal when it comes to shit like that. Like, oh, they were the iconic couple. It's like, why? Mm. Just because they're two fucking good-looking people. That's another thing. Don't feel too sorry for two fucking good-looking millionaires. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. They'll be fucking with someone They'll else. Be all right, won't they? They'll be fine. And also, probably not a popular opinion, but Brad Pitt should have had his fucking head examined leaving Jennifer Aniston for Andrew and Julie. Yeah, yeah, but the weird thing, people always forget that angle to it, don't they? Really, like, that was, like, a total thing back then, and everyone was gutted when that happened. It's just amazing how people forget that, though. Yeah. That, like, Brad Pitt fucking snaked off. 
yeah. Bang down Anthony Jolie when he was with Jennifer Aniston and everyone would say, Oh, Brad Pitt, he's such a nice bloke, he's amazing. Mm. Yeah, true. Yeah. Yeah. How, how time forgets and stuff. But to sum up, <laughs> fuck them. <laughs> I don't care. Do you see all this shit about, like, fucking, she'd want, like, custody of a child or something and, like, making accusations and all sorts of shit against him? And I think he's going to come off worse than this whole thing. Mm. Well, don't they have, like, 75 kids or something? <laughs> something like, yeah, three children together and other adopted children or yeah. something. I mean, good on them for that. I mean, when they kept it there, I was like, Christ, you know, you don't really see that kind of selflessness in Hollywood these days. Mm, true, yeah. Yeah. But no, I think it's just going to be one of them, like, ugly battles, in it, for kids and all sorts? Yeah, sort. it's not going to be good for them, like, yeah. That's for them, too. Fuck them. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, it's a shame. I, can't, I do like Brad Pitt's movies, but it's fun. Oh, me, me too. Actually, yeah. Joel Eagles, I'm not really that bothered, to be honest. <sighs> uh, shady UN stuff and that, and think she's better than everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you being nice, thinking you're better than everybody. Yeah, fucking yes. <laughs> with your fucking money and stuff. I could say other offensive things, but with your fucking charity work and all that shit. <laughs> um, yeah, so that hey, that's that out of the way. I just need to get off the chest. The, the verdict's not quite out. Like, it's not out quite on the whole hell in the bottom carton of Tim Burton thing. Mm. I can't. I can't be asked to go into any links. Oh, but, I don't. I don't care. But Google's kind of like the split up, but then maybe not. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so who knows? Who knows? If you're listening, Tim Burton, get in touch. Yeah, let drop, us know. Drop, give us a bell. Let one know. <laughs> Coming up on the show this week, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we've got another fun, happy time game like last week, but it's not it's not soft porn this time, it's straight video action movies. We're going to be testing each other, see if we can pick out the bullshit amongst the gold. We, need, we needed to come up with a name, um, you know, yeah. like the After Dark thing, mm. like, um, like the Hod Steel section or something like that. <laughs> Hod Steel! Oh, regret not using that title in one of my fake movies now. <laughs> David Hevner is hard steel. <laughs> Going hard? No, that's something else. Isn't it? That's a Stan Tweed movie. <laughs> High octane. I always like the word octane. Yeah. Whenever, whenever I see it on the back of a video boxer, I'm always like, Phew, it's going to be good for this. And, and when in doubt, just whack the term kickboxer on the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> so, high octane kickboxer. There you go. That's another one. Nice. Uh, and also, instead of a review, it, as it's a, pretty much an action theme this week, we thought we'd just run down five of our favourite movie bastards, our favourite action movie villains. Yes, it's always about the hero, but what about the bad guys? To elevate the hero, you need a cracking villain. You certainly do. We're just going to be sticking with American action movies. Yeah, because it could be. I mean, there's a lot of awesome, pretty much every... Hong Kong action movie has yeah. an awesome bad guy, so Pretty we much. just have to list off every movie. But. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we have an email, sir. Oh. Mm. Good day, Chris and Chris. First off, I'd like to start by saying thank you very much for making one of the most enjoyable podcasts that I've ever listened to. And we didn't make this up, by the way. I know we have a habit of doing this. This is, <laughs> this is genuine. Um, I recently discovered your podcast in the last week looking for a review of Bruce Lee's The Big Boss, and you guys were the first to show up my feed. I've thoroughly enjoyed many of your podcasts by random selection, and have decided to start my journey from the beginning with the infamous episode two. I'm currently up to the episode covering Judge Dredd 95. Well, it's a good thing you started at the end and then went back. Yeah. So if you start at the beginning, well, you know, I think it's just a, uh, us being just overcritical of the early shows. I'm sure they don't sound that different to people who've listened, but... Yeah, I don't know. Probably still finding we're feet and all sorts. Not that <laughs> we sound good now, like... <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> we're getting there. We're getting better. We're getting there. 110 episodes later, we're getting there. 
Uh, while listening back to your Robocop and Game of Death episodes, I was curious if you'd both considered doing a Brandon Lee-themed month of his films, Rapid Fire, Showdown, Little Tokyo and The Crow. If not a themed month, at least an in-depth conversation of the 1983-84 classic The Crow. It had been my favourite film of all time since I had first seen it in theatres opening weekend when I was nine years old with my father and cousin. The character and story has always held a special place in my heart and created a fire to inquire more information regarding the source material, which led me to the graphic novel of the same name by James O'Barr. I feel the original film has held up very well over the years, just as Enter the Dragon had for Bruce. It would be the ultimate delight if you two would be able to give us your input on the righteous film. It is righteous. I love. The, we love it the thrill. So, yeah. uh, so thank you very much for your time and passion and sharing your discussions in film. With much respect and love from San Diego, California, Francisco Blast. Thank you very much, sir. That was fucking awesome email. Yeah, yeah. Randomly one day because we never get emails. Seriously, <laughs> like, oh, no, no, I don't really get much to <laughs> even yeah. reviews. I was just saying before we came on, like even bad reviews. Fuck it, bring them on. Yeah, well, well yeah, that was that was an awesome email, and it's weird that we were, we were talking about this last night actually. Um, it's bizarre that we've ne- we've talked about the crew a few times when it's come up, like with the remake news and all that. But we've, it's bizarre we've never actually talked about because literally both of us, I could safe to say it, it would be in our what maybe top five or top ten favorite films of all time. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, it's class, class film. But yeah, it's uh, um, good news. We've decided uh, we're going to do the crew next week. Yeah, yeah. Why not? It's a good prompt for it to do it. Yeah. Mm. Also, uh, Francisco, uh, which is a badass name, by the way. I wish I was called Francisco <laughs> instead of Chris. You know what I mean? Uh, he's no wrong with Chris. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he also left an iTunes review and he's contributed to uh, his own top five villains list. Oh, very good. We need 50 more Franciscos, ladies and gentlemen. So get Camino on the phone, sir. Let's sort that out. Let's clone, <laughs> let's clone 50 Franciscos. I'd sing what you meant there for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Them cloners. <laughs> I have a mustache. <laughs> Let's just speak of those shady films. Oh, that? yeah, we've talked about them enough, Jesus. <laughs> um, so that's that. That's the uh, penultimate, not penultimate, um, preliminary jazz. Preliminary jazz. That's the word I was looking for. <laughs> would you like to play an action movie game? Would, would, let's just, call, let's fuck it, man. Let's just call it the Hard Steel game. Because we're, we're never going to do it again, so we may as well just give it a one-off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> very good. Works for me. So get your machine guns cocked and loaded and lower your budget. <laughs> mm. So, same as last time, we've each got uh, five synopses of um, straight-to-video action movies. Some of them we've made up ourselves. Some of them are genuine straight-to-video action movies. We've each got to mm. figure out which ones are bull of shit. Mm, yes. Hopefully, I don't know. It's not as, like, think one of my choices. It might be too obvious, but we'll see. We'll and you see. never know. You never know. <laughs> Right, each one of them will try a different trailer voice. <laughs> if, I, mm. if I can get, if there is five, probably. In the near future, after a hostage situation goes awry, the last resort option of law enforcement, Cybernaut Unit T-Force, is ordered to be disassembled. But the robots see this as a quote-unquote threat to their self-preservation and go on a killing rampage. It's up to Police Lieutenant Jack Floyd and one of the Cybernauts who's on the right side of the law to bring them down. There you go. Hmm... No, it could go either way, that really. Exactly. It's like ridiculously plausible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Except you'd seen Video World and going, eh, I might. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting. Uh, oh, I'm going to say fake. It's real. Ah, oh, damn it. That's T Force from 1994. <laughs> it was the Cybernauts thing. I thought surely somebody wouldn't use that. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, fuck. Well, then let's do mine, then. When a large group of escaped convicts take Ike Slayton, a Vietnam <laughs> veteran's wife hostage, Slayton enlists the help of his old army friend in a furious search to find her. While a hard-nosed National Guardsman leads a platoon of soldiers determined to kill or capture all the convicts, even if it means killing all of the hostages in the crossfire. Right, I want that to be real because of the name Ike Slayton. <laughs> you can't be a good uh, action hero name. Oh, right? it's fucking all right. I'm going to say fake, but I want it so much to be real. <laughs> I'm pleased to tell you, it is actually real. Oh, what the fuck? The crow we're reviewing that next week. <laughs> it's a movie from 1991. Mm. Uh, probably one of the best periods to get shitty films like this from, <laughs> I would say. Uh, Hangfire, it's called. There you go. Uh, it doesn't really have anyone in it. That's, that's seriously going on the list. I just want to want to see what kind of action a man called Ike Slayton produces. <laughs> it does have Ken Forey in it, I just noticed. Oh, fucking hell. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> right. Former CIA operative and Vietnam veteran Terry Warner is forced out of retirement when his former commander and mentor Lionel Forrester disappears when the son of a Viet Cong general assassinated by Warner during the war takes him and his new recruits hostage. It's time for loyalty. It's time for injustice. It's time for... It's time for... Fuck. Leon voice was thrown as well. It's time for loyalty. It's time for justice. It's time for revenge. It's again. It sounds. It sounds too. Well, it sounds too eloquent of the whole Viet Cong son thing. Mm. Uh, Why not? But that's not as over the top as fucking cybernauts. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Uh, fake. It is fake. Sir. Uh, <laughs> it could have easily been though. It's a good one that. And I called that one Maximum Revenge from 991, starring David Hevner and Tom Bosley. <laughs> These are all going to be starring David Hevner, surely. No, no, I just, no. I just kept it to the one. <laughs> oh, by the way, nice, uh, a nice South Park voice. I know it started like the guy. <laughs> it started like the guy used to do the fucking uh, Hong Kong trailers for UK releases, and just fucking went into Terrence and Philip. <laughs> so, like, hey guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> Aaron White is a Vietnam War veteran whose small town is rocked when a biker gang interrupts Sunday service. Although Aaron swore against ever using violence again, there's only so far that a man can be pushed. Real? It's fake. Mm. This, it's almost like basically after I wrote it I quickly wrote it down and thought isn't that a David Heavener movie <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like combining Deadly Reactor with one of his other films <laughs> basically <laughs> so yeah starring starring David Heavener I would say yeah yeah, that sounds like a Heavener type of vehicle I'm not sure what, what we'll call it though no, not really thought of a name for that one some sort of play on religion. Yeah, I was going to say, if it's Sunday service. Yeah, <laughs> yeah maybe it's just Sunday service. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'll be cool. Yeah. <laughs> oh, head up. Sunday service kickboxer. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I, I octane Sunday service kickboxer. <laughs> Two. <laughs> right, um, here we go. Scientist Laura Lamont is days away from finalising a cure from the plague that has decimated the population since the nuclear war of 1999. But when she is kidnapped by a terrorist group who worship an undetonated nuclear warhead, it's up to lone wanderer Travis Kincaid to track her down and restore the world. Hmm. I'm torn. It, it, I was totally committed to real, but then the whole Kincaid thing. That's <laughs> it. Uh, no, I'm going to say real, fuck it. It's fake. 
<laughs> oh, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> sounded like really good. Like the Kincaid fair, though. <laughs> That's like one of those names. <laughs> Essentially, though, I'm just, it's just the plot. It's fucking cyborg. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I totally want to say it. That's called Nuclear Kickboxer from 1995, starring <laughs> Richard Norton and Shannon Tweed. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can totally say it, yeah. yeah. It's one of them, though, isn't it? Like, um, again, very plausible story, because <gasps> people were obsessed with fucking, like... Like the turn of the century, like 1999, 2000, 2001 being shit. Yeah, for like for like 15 years, there was just a constant run of like low-budget apocalyptic nuclear war movies. That were like apparently set in 10 years' time. Yeah, so yeah. Like, come on, at least fucking, yeah. you know, aim it a bit higher. Not just like, ooh, 10 years, that won't date my movie yeah. bit, like, at all. <laughs> they never learned, they never learned. Good old like Demolition Man and all them type films. Mm-hmm. You watch them now and you're like... Yeah, <laughs> when that's like, when the start's like 1997. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well then, let's do mine. Mine's like a sequel to yours in many ways. It, just, it seems, almost. Uh, in the nuclear ravaged wasteland of Earth 2087, water is as precious as life itself. The isolated Lost Wells outpost survived the Holocaust, and the inhabitants guard the source of their existence. Now an evil cult of renegades want control of their valuable water supply. And the villagers are no match for such a brute military force. Only one man can help the stricken community. A mercenary living in a distant cannibal city. But even he and his strange henchmen may not be able to survive in the world gone wild. Once again, I hope it's real. <laughs> uh, these poor bastards. You know what I mean? They always get themselves in these situations. There's only ever one bloke who can help them. Yeah, totally. Like, surely there's got to be, like, if they're just band together. Yeah, they'll be fine. <laughs> um, hmm. Like I said, I want it to be real, mm. but I'm going to say fake. It's real. Fuck! I've got one yeah. right, yes! <laughs> uh, 1987, Bruce Dern's World Gone Wild. Who's dead? Yeah, fucking I was kind of worried you were going to write it as, especially with the title being in the fucking plot summary. <laughs> yeah, Bruce Dern, you should check out the poster. I don't think, I, I'm pretty sure I've not seen it, but Never the poster's mint. World Gone Wild. Right, we need the, them, them, the two, the one we're ken for in that one, I got on the list. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely Hang Fire in uh, World Gone Wild. Yeah. <laughs> you can see our preferences here, considering how many of them have nuclear war themes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. Just, I mean, if you think about it, it's just fucking like Mad Max, isn't it, basically? Yeah, that's all I do. Yeah. 15 yeah. years of Mad Max. Rip, rip. <clears throat> and then, by extension, just uh, Fist of the North Star. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Got the Japanese to thank for that. Yep. Yeah. Right. Somewhere in the future, the environmental overkill had come. Many people had died. The rich were able to build the underworld. The poor had to stay on the surface, building gangs to survive. Jason Storm, an underworld guard, gets knowledge of a conspiracy to kill all people on the surface. He flees to the surface and wins a respected martial arts master as his ally to stop the dirty plot. Hmm. Jason Storm. Classic name. <laughs> That's an action hero name. Uh, real... It is real, sir. Right, nice. That's nice. TC2000 from 1993, starring Billy Blanks and Bolo Young. I've always wanted to say that. I was just in the box, but go, hey, it looks bitches. But <laughs> Billy Blanks and Bolo Young with well, fucking yeah. Apocalypse, I'd probably watch it. Well, that's that's what you want from a movie like that, though, isn't it? A bit shit. That's yeah, well, of course, yeah. <laughs> 
Right. Like I said, another 1990s. Although, like, 80s... You know, don't get us wrong. The 80s was an awesome period for action movie. Mm. When you want, like, really stupid, shitty action, 90s is your period to go to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, then, let's have a look. Mm. In the year 2007... <laughs> a crime has risen... Uh, sir, crime has risen at an exponential rate. Oh, I forgot how long this one is. Left <laughs> bell is... <laughs> In the year 2007, crime has risen at an exponential rate. Once highly populated metropolises, such as Los Angeles, are no longer inhabitable. These cities have transformed into hell zones, ruled by violent street gangs. The hell zone, formerly called the zone of personal freedom, is a safe haven. <laughs> Fuck. Jesus Fuck it, this is a story. Uh, <laughs> this is a safe haven for criminal warpaths everywhere. The Hell Zone in LA is controlled by criminal mastermind Drexel. <laughs> for, the, <laughs> for the sake of entertaining his crowds of decadent losers and underlings, Drexel has staged a series of lethal no-hold-barred matches in the Death Ring, where the winner takes all glory, <laughs> while the defeated one shall lose his self-respect, or maybe more. Uh, the enthusiasm on Death Ring is brilliant. <laughs> Death Ring! There's, there's actually more, but I'm just going to stop what? there. Hell? <laughs> that's, I know that's enough. <laughs> I was going to say, is that a fucking synopsis of the fucking spec script? <laughs> Jesus. Uh, I imagine if that was at the back of the box, you just put it down and go, well, don't need to read that. <laughs> see that anymore. Oh, yeah. I'm going to have to say that's real because it's far too over the top. <laughs> it is actually, yeah. yeah but- uh, actually, what, there's a funny bit towards the end, actually. Well, it says, meanwhile, two brave cops, Braneth and Sledge. <laughs> Sledge. <laughs> Played by Gary Daniels. Nice. What's, what's the film? <laughs> Firepower, nineteen ninety three. I think I've heard of that. I didn't know it had a ridiculous plot like that though. <laughs> yeah. Fucking hell zones and stuff. I, Again, th- I thought the film might have been called Hell Zone when you said it. <laughs> yeah. Just another film that's like obsessed with like the near future being yeah. shagged, basically. Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> that's another one to put on the fucking list though. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that is one thing I took from this. When I was looking for action movie synopsis, I was like, oh, that sounds mint. <laughs> right, my last one then. Mm-hmm. We're a weird score. You've got two, I've got one. So if you get this one wrong and I get the next one right, then we're tied. Draw. <clears throat> mm. Right. When a veteran police officer is gunned down during his last day on the job, his rookie partner must go against the odds to bring those responsible to justice. The deeper he digs, the more he realizes that the mob and his own department are involved. He's going to need more than a gun to take them down. But it's the bad guy's unlucky day, as this cop has a black belt as well as a badge. Mm. Very samurai copy. It is a bit. Mm. Fake. Yes. Yeah. That was uh, Jack Thorne, The Story Begins from 1992. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it was supposed to be a series, but you know. Yeah, they gave up. Yeah. Nice, though. Very good. All right, so you've won, but you may as well do your last one. Yes, well. Twin brothers Alex and Joshua have lived very different lives. One is a Detroit cop, the other a crook. But when their mom is kidnapped by Yakuza gang, they must put their differences aside and take on sword-wielding ninjas and kung fu masters in order to survive the day. Fake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At first, I was like, when you were like twin brothers, Alex, I was like, just a double impact. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, another total min action movie trope in it: yeah. brothers yeah. Or, or like twins. Yeah. 
yeah. Oh, that was fun. <laughs> Definitely. Fun stuff. I think, we uh, could, I think we could honestly do this game every week. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, definitely. Take synopses. Stacy got involved actually. Really? She uh, she watched me doing them. So she's she's written uh, one, which I'll read you. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was quite good. Uh, Steve Kane loves two things in the world more than anything: his wife Rosie and the church. David Hevner, are you listening? It's gotta say, yeah. <laughs> when Rosie disappears, leaving a trail of blood and horror behind her, Stevie has to turn. Oh, Steve? Am I saying Stevie? No, Steve. Steve has to turn his back on everything. Oh, Stevie. Stevie, as he's known to his friends. Uh, Steve has to turn his back on everything he used to believe in or go down a path from where he can never return. There you go. Hers sounds quite tragic. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, she wrote this one as well but I'll, I'll read it just because the start was funny this is totally like unintentional with her bless her uh, Carl Weathers <laughs> used to be a big fish in a small pond <laughs> everyone feared and respected him nobody crossed him but since the Martinez family headed up by John Martinez moved into town he lost all control the bodies are piling up everything's pointing towards Carl there you go. Carl Weathers, the movie. Yeah, I was going to say, like, it's just really, is, is it just really Carl Weathers? It's just a documentary. She was subliminally just had the name in her head, which is cool. She was subliminally thinking of Carl Weathers. And, you know, that's something, that, that's something they appreciate. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that was fun. Yes, yeah, very good. And you won, sir. Congratulations. Yeah. So that is one of those games where it's just like, it, because a lot of them sound ridiculous anyway. Yeah, totally. Tell you what, though, I do miss those days. Like, oh, me too. I'm thinking that. Not to sound all like fucking granddaddy and stuff, but, you know, like the art of selling your product. Yeah. Which I think is like lost. Like, I'm sure, like, the back of the Star Wars box is probably like, oh, there's a fucking Jedi, there's a girl, spaceships and stuff. It literally is. You know what the plot is, fuck it. Yeah. Right. And obviously, floating heads thing on the front cover of the boxes and stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah, I used to just walk into a video shop, pick up a box, no idea who was in it, what it was about, anything like that. Mm. And yeah, true, I'd probably get home and be like, that film was shit. The <laughs> box totally missed, like, light to me. But yeah. I don't know, it was kind of exciting having, like, somebody bullshit to you about how good the film was. Oh, my my favourite was always, like, when I went through the phase of uh, Conan and, like, loving barbarian stuff when I was a kid. Yeah. So I just rent like any fucking barbarian movie in the video shop because you know the, the covers for those were amazing. Yeah, always like hand drawn art and stuff. And they're always fucking guys that look like fucking He Man and stuff. Yeah. And then you fucking put the phone and it's some saggy bloke. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, because ah, it's probably like some Italian knockoff from like 1983, and everyone's all <laughs> saggy and not as cool as the look on the cover and stuff. Yeah, totally. They were always the fucking worst culprits for that type of shit. <laughs> So, I guess we'll get on to our movie villains. Yes. Right. Um, so, we've got top five action movie villains. This isn't necessarily, at least for me, it's not an order of preference. Nah. It's not my all-time favorite. It's just five of my favorites. Is that the same for you? Yeah, basically five that are, five that I wanted to talk about as well. Uh, I've avoided some obvious ones, I think, I feel. You go first, sir. Probably very close to one of my favorites, the uh, T-1000. Terminator 2. It's such a shame. Well, I think we said this during our eight-hour Terminator Spectacular <laughs> that we did. That it's such a shame that, like... Because I think because of the way Arnie's career was skyrocketed after Terminator... Oh, yeah. That people just assumed 
that was going to happen to Robert Patrick, and it kind of didn't, did it really? Not really, no. He's uh, yeah, he, he languished in the, the realms of TV and stuff, and mm. and, and shitty nineties action films, straight to video stuff. Yeah, yeah. Double Dragon. Yeah, Double Dragon. Although to be fair, he's the fucking best thing in Double Dragon. <laughs> him, well, him and Alyssa Milano's hot pants are the best thing. <laughs> in Double Dragon. Yeah, yeah. Robert Patrick's mint like blonde haircut. Mm. What I remember, weird, weird fucking nineties haircut. No, yeah, such a cool bad guy. I think. Uh, what I really appreciated about it is because obviously that was like the vision of the original Terminator that he was going to just be like some unassuming guy yeah like just sort of uh, you know average build average height like and more athletic than yeah so it's kind of cool that like like James Cameron respected his own stuff and went back to it and like used what his original idea was going to be mm, and with the like you know the increase of uh, computer effects yeah it, yeah it, improved it, on the idea pretty much yeah, and it was one of them, you know, that and Jurassic Park. It was, like, one of the first films that, like, really showed off, like, what the world of cinema was going to look like. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, Terminator, man, classic villain, unrelenting, not a bastard as such. Oh, no, you know, no. he's, he's not, like, doing it because he's evil or anything, but I think that kind of makes it scarier. And, it, like, it, it does come across as evil and sadistic just because he's a cyborg, so he's got no emotion, but he's yeah. not really. He's just doing his job. <laughs> yeah. Just doing what he's been told. Exactly. And really, when you look at that film, it's like it's not one of those films that like, oh, early CGI, you put it on Blu-ray, you can see it. it still looks amazing. I think it's I think it's literally due to how simple it is. Yeah, yeah, totally. Just liquid metal. Yeah, yeah it's such a such a like solid concept. Yeah. I mean, I haven't seen all of uh, Terminator Genesis, but Genesis. I'm sure any effects like that look shit. Just totally over the top. Yeah, yeah. all the like nano stuff and shit. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I caught, like I said, I've seen the first 20 minutes of that and then I saw the last 10 minutes on Sky a couple of weeks ago and I obviously didn't know what the fuck was going on. Mm. But I was just like, nah, I'm not going to be able to sit through this at any point soon. I, I literally reckon I'll never be able to watch it again, pretty much, like, apart from the first 20 minutes. Listen, yeah. Same. It's a, it's a cool little thing to, like, watch the first 20 minutes and go, oh, that's cool how they've, like, CGI'd an Arnie, a young Arnie and stuff. Yeah, I did quite enjoy all that stuff, yeah. Yeah. Interesting concept. And then it apparently just seems like it goes all tits up after that, so... Basically, yeah. (laughs) Uh, So my first choice is a a character from a film I rewatched recently for the first time in fuck knows how long, uh, Howard Payne from Speed, Dennis Hopper. Mm Mm-hmm. Not as, apparently, not as over the top as we remember him. No, we always like to remember the bit at the start where he stabs the guy in the head is like, <laughs> it was always our benchmark for like, you know when they fucking get a guy in, he's all like, hey, I'm two days from retirement, oh, my wife's just had a baby, shit, I'm dead. <laughs> but yeah. I think it was just, it came from us doing over the top versions of it to the point where that's how just we remembered the film and it's not that at all. <laughs> he literally <laughs> so comes in and goes, you're not supposed to be here. And he's like, yeah, I know, this fucking lift's busted. You got a permit? Yeah, get stabbed. That's literally it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, he's so good. I mean, it's Hopper, so it's, there's a few things yeah. better than watching Dennis Hopper just be a right horrible little bastard for two hours. Yeah, definitely. He plays. He, he, he does that classic Hopper thing of almost playing it too, like, too hammy and over the top in parts, mm. but not really. And the deformed hand gives him a unique characteristic. I completely forgot about that. Yeah, what's that again? I can't remember. Is he supposed to have hurt himself or something? I think he's supposed to have blown his hand up at some point, because he's supposed to be a former cop as well. Yeah, So I, I think it's like he injured his hand, and then they're like, 
giving me shitty pension and uh, gold watch and stuff, and that's why he's all fucked off with the Space yeah. Force and sending bombs. It's such a good film. I forgot how good it is. Yeah, it's one of them films that like is so 90s, it's in danger of being forgotten, in a way, if you know what I mean. Like It was such a big thing at the time. And, it's huge, yeah. And every, I don't know, like, is everyone overexposed to it, and then it's just like dropped off? It doesn't help as well yeah. that everyone like always remembers that like Speed 2 had such a like negative reaction. Yeah, I think sometimes that does not harm, but sours people's memory of the original in a way. Because they're like, "Oh, Speed Two, yeah, that was shit," and like forget just how good Speed is in a way. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, uh, no, it was. It was. A, it was a really good film. Uh, it, it obviously. It, I mean, they were already kind of big, but it, it launched like the um, Sandra Bullock's career and stuff. And uh, definitely it launched their career. Definitely give Keanu Reeves a kick in the ass. Yeah. yeah, definitely. It's one of those films as well that, like, I mean, you've seen it before. You know, everything's going to be all right. You know how it ends up, but it still manages on rewatch. Like when you rewatch it, to still be tense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Crazy. It just shows how like well edited and well directed it is. Of course, yeah. I beat the classic music, which we always used to home when we were playing GDA and stuff. Oh yeah. <laughs> I think it was, it was either GTA or Crazy Taxi when you like went down a fucking train tunnel and a train was coming and you just started reversing and going dun, 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 dun. yeah maybe in Crazy Taxi oh, <laughs> <laughs> your next choice sir Benedict from Last Action Hero fucking good choice sir good choice. played by the wonderful Charles Dance the great thing about that is he's a movie villain in it like a movie movie villain if you know what I mean but he yeah. still plays it like he's in an actual proper movie if you know what I mean yeah yeah he's still a, like just a, a straight laced bastard in it you can't beat a bit of Charles Dance yeah he's class I mean it, if ever there was going to be somebody to play a bad guy you'd have to think Charles Dance first yeah, yeah. although I think he, he was uh, he wasn't original I think Alan Rickman was the original choice to play the bad yeah, guy yeah he's a die hard nod yeah obvious reasons yeah but I'm pleased to went with Charles Dance yeah I always like the because um, as well he's he's technically a henchman in the film. He is, yeah, he's like the right hand man, yeah, yeah. But I always like the stuff where like that uh, mafia guy's always like, "Hey, now you do a three sixty on me." And he's like, "You Italian buffoon." Yeah, he's like one eighty. You stupid spaghetti slapping cretin. <laughs> cretin, yeah. I fucking love the word cretin. So people, we, need to, we need to bring back cretin. <laughs> it's just such a mid like brutal English thing to say yeah. to someone. <laughs> cretin. Uh, and obviously the class bit when he just uh, he steps into the real world and shoots that me- mechanic guy or whatever and he's all like I've just shot somebody yeah I love that bit when he's like I was wondering if you could help me with something yeah what's that well that's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, so yeah. good class bad guy well done that movie's got actually got two good bad guys got oh, the, the Ripper uh, as well yeah. the Ripper uh, yeah very good so your turn here uh, I've come for a, um, you might think this is an obvious choice Mm. Fujiyama from Samurai Cop, played by Cranston Kamuro. <laughs> nice. He's got because what he reasons, he's got a sweet ass mullet mm. <laughs> and tash. <laughs> he looks like an Asian Jimmy Hart. <laughs> he and, does actually does. Yeah. And you just can't beat the like eccentric. Not ex, it's not eccentric intentionally. It's eccentric because the, the script's terrible. But just like making stupid demands like he wants his enemy's severed head on his piano yeah wouldn't yeah. it stay in your white piano <laughs> yeah like wouldn't it just ruin your lovely piano you fucking yeah. up just did all this money laundering with your secret Swiss bank accounts you bought all this nice tat and you want to put a severed head on it and ruin it spit that <laughs> no, you can't beat Samurai Cup though for just like you know being the ultimate shit film yeah <laughs> especially for action films fucking hell. yeah definitely and of course you've got to remember he brought back that popular American saying Get the hell out of my face! 
I love that. As they say in America, get the hell out of my... I'm pretty sure they say that in many other places. <laughs> yeah, not just America, like, everyone says that. <laughs> Let's yeah. face it. I totally forgot about that his character, though. And like, like you said, the Jimmy Hart thing, like, it totally is. <laughs> but Jamie saying that when he first saw it, and I pissed myself. And I was like, the film would be so much better if it was just him running around with a megaphone going, Get this America, baby! <laughs> yeah, it should have just been him. Just him following around Zadar like his manager and stuff. <laughs> of course, honourable mention has to go to Robert Zadar, who is, once again, he's the henchman, the right hand yeah. man, but he's technically the main villain. Yeah, yeah, a lot of the times the, uh, the henchman steals the show in these films, I guess, yep. as well. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get with my number one choice as uh, technically a henchman, but. Mm. What's your next choice now? Well, I've gone very typical here. Mm. Uh, I, I thought about it last, actually, and I thought, fuck, I can't believe it took us till the end. <laughs> um, Vernon Wells as Bennett. Mm-hmm. Commando. He's not on my list. Is he not? Yeah, because I thought, oh, I wonder if Armstrong will choose him. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, well, I mean, what, what, what can we say that we've not laughed about before about Bennett? It's just great. Uh, it's classic. The, the whole, I'm not going to shoot you in the face, I'm going to shoot you in between the balls. Yeah, between the balls. So <laughs> yeah. he could have said, I'm going to shoot you in the dick, but no, between the balls. Yeah, why, why would you? In any way, like, surely it would just be in the, in the, in the testicle region you shoot someone. Yeah, you shoot someone in between the balls, the entire package is going to go. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but just, you know, he's mint delivery and stuff. Yeah. Oh. Uh, not so much a well-written villain, I guess. I think it's more about Vernon Wells. <laughs> oh, you could tell Vernon Wells just fucking is having so much fun. With the character. Yeah. yeah, definitely. I love that line where he's just playing with his knife and he's just talking about um, the general's piss and soldiers. Yeah, he's all like, uh, he says something like, uh, I-, I love when your piss and soldiers try to frighten me or whatever. Yeah. Me and Mike Mix would fucking kill him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so of course. And you know, all those jokes that come out years later, but, like, he looks like a fat Freddie Mercury. With <laughs> <laughs> his weird knitted fucking vest that he's got on. It's like chain mail or some shit, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Well, that's it. Through the movie, you, sometimes you're, like, not even listening to what I'm, what he's saying because you're mm. trying to figure out what his vest is all about. You're like, is it metal or is it just wool? I can't quite tell. It's something he's nan knitted for him. Or something. <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah. want you to be cold when you're out there murdering people. But, yeah, Vernon Wells. Vernon Wells should have been in more films I always feel, felt more more films as bad guys of course he's, he's, he's two of the greatest bad guys of all time with Bennett and Wes yeah yeah definitely mm. like I said though I've said before it's a shame his voice was altered in Mad Max 2 because he's much scarier with his just regular voice screaming like an okay yeah, yeah definitely uh, my next choice so you're going to love this yeah, I mm. fucking love it Simon Gruber from Die Hard 3. Mm. Jeremy Irons. <laughs> I'll tell you my pick Yeah. I mean, ha- don't get us wrong. Hans is great. But I figured you might have Hans on your list. And I know you won't list Jeremy Irons because of your hatred for him for some reason. Well, you know, I'll, I'll forgive him for at least Die Hard 3, like, definitely. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's such an awesome character. Like, uh, I, I don't know. I just think he, he tends to overact in his films. And I guess that's what you want from him, I suppose. Yeah, especially in a film like this. Yeah. Like, I love that scene where he's walking around pretending to be American. And, like, his American accent, I think, is almost, like, intentionally a bit shit because he's German. Yeah. That's when he walks up to the fucking crash and he's like, holy Toledo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally over the top. Yeah. yeah. And my main reason is, and, and you'll agree with this, the main reason is because few men can be in, as ruthless and as badass while eating a hard-boiled egg. Mm. As simple as that. Really. Assaulted hard-boiled egg. Mm. And then just casually kneecapping a man. <laughs> These little vest on that he's got. He's ripped in that That's film. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, he always always is. Whenever Jeremy Irons takes stuff on him, like, he's always ripped. Yeah, just like, I guess he really... Uh, 
he must keep himself lean, I guess. Mm. He still looks good for his age and the, the Batman versus Superman and stuff. It's all them boiled eggs, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, I knew you would pick them. I, funnily enough, I, I didn't pick Hans Gruber because I thought it's too obvious. Everyone loves Hans Gruber, you know. What I mean? Yeah, yeah. I think it would, it would obviously have to be if we're doing like a if we were being strict and doing like a top ten, you would mm. probably have to be towards the top. Oh, of course, Hans yeah. Gruber. Yeah. But yeah, same. And another classic. Action movie trope as well. The bad guy's brother comes yep. back for revenge. Yep. Totally. <laughs> it's probably after I watched Die Hard, like, I think I'd heard this before, but like it's got an interview, it's got a commentary with the screenwriter, and he goes on about how it's literally, it was a totally unrelated script that they turned into Die Hard. Yeah. Called Simon Says. Uh, yeah, and yeah. it was literally the same thing that like a cop with someone from his past playing a game with him and stuff yeah. but he says literally the first 45 minutes is my exact same and said, said script and then it turns into a Die Hard movie but it's quite interesting isn't it? yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean I do kind of like how they the find out and they're all like oh holy shit it's like it's Hans Gruber's brother and stuff and they're all like whoa and they're all focused on that but in actual reality like Simon's like well I don't really give a shit I didn't really like my brother anyway yeah he just says at one point life has its little bonuses so he's yeah. not really that arse like when he yeah. goes your brother was an asshole he goes you're right he was an asshole <laughs> yeah that's what I mean it's kind of cool that he, he isn't just like uh, hell bent you kill me brother and I want revenge yeah. he, he's actually just doing it out of like greed and stuff basically yeah. Yeah, it's quite cool. I mean, he does have like a sort of family honour thing. He's like, you know, when some flat foot throws your brother out of a 60 story building, you have to do something about it, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. It's just like a more casual way than like a hellbent, you know, like fucking do, going crazy mad and putting yeah. his own life in danger because he's hellbent on revenge, sort of thing. It's kind of like a just more laid back, like, yeah, fuck it, I'll kill you, but also I'll get mega rich while doing it. Yeah. <laughs> Now, it's a toss-up for me, like, I must say, to whether I prefer Die Hard or Die Hard 3. I really like Die Hard 3 a lot. Yeah, it's a film that, that's gotten better over time as well, I think, with, mm-hmm. like, <laughs> especially after 4 and 5 come out. Yeah, yeah, when you th- yeah, it's one of them things again, isn't it, like the Indiana Jones thing, like, in reality, there's probably only three Die Hard films yeah, for me. there is. <laughs> Same with, like, Indiana Jones. Yeah, there's only three. Mm, uh, yeah, I mean, four's all right, I guess. But it's a bit light-hearted, Die Hard 4. It's too light-hearted for me. Mm. And, like, not in the same way, because all of them are quite light-hearted. Oh, they've got the moment, yeah. Um, but 4 is just, like, it just feels very light and stuff. And it's new to the shit. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, that does have Mary uh, Elizabeth Winstead it in it. It does. Who's uh, very, very cool. Mm. Yes. Yes, very nice. <laughs> hey, we digress. Anyway. Yes, yes. Uh, well, my next one is quite typical. Simon Phoenix... Nice. Some demolition man. Had to have him in. Yeah. The, uh, the older brother of uh, of bad guys, I feel. He was, there's things he does in the movie that I always like, it reminds us of like older brother isms. <laughs> like what? And just like the, the little racist bit that he does uh, when he's in the like the museum and stuff. Mm. And all that. So there's, isn't there like some Chinese people walks past them? Or oh, yeah, like yeah, yeah. And he's all like, oh, Ching Chong or something. Yeah, I remember and that. I just, I just always like little things like that. It's more his, his mannerisms and stuff. Just inappropriate twattiness. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, oh, it's so like older brother sort of thing. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you, you cannot beat uh, Wesley Snipes like in that movie. It's it's like the ultimate Wesley Snipes movie for me. Yeah, it was te- wasn't it like technically his breakout role? I mean, he'd done stuff before that, but that was the film where everyone took notice of him pretty much. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, and from, yeah, once again, I, I guess he wasn't first choice. I think he was like third choice. Mm. Like they wanted uh, Van Damme, yeah. who turned it down. And they wanted uh, 
uh, Steven Seagal as well after that. I think even at one point he maybe asked Jackie Chan as well because I know he's wanted to work with Jackie Chan for years. Right. Because yeah. uh, there's been a few times where Jackie Chan's been offered stuff like before he's like rumbling the Bronx break and stuff but the, yeah. like, there were villain roles. I think still uh, wanted to be in a movie as like a triad and he was like, nah, 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 I'm not doing yeah, this. Yeah, it's too, too typical in it, let's yeah. face it. Yeah. Uh, but he does get a reference in the movie though which I always liked as a kid where, yeah where do you learn all that stuff Jackie Chan movies that's cool yeah yeah definitely mm-hmm. uh, and does, isn't Arnie in it as well doesn't he get a nod Demolition Man can't remember Um, he I might think. do I think there's something about someone being a president or something yeah there might yeah. be yeah something like that yeah but yeah anyway um you know, it's just cool to see uh, what's the Snipes doing, like martial arts and stuff. Uh, all the fights are really cool. Yeah. He, he, he bounces off really, really well with uh, with uh, Stallone. I mm. think he worked really well. And he's just like, he's a villain. He's a proper villain, a proper twat. Yeah. you got to be twatty to be a good yeah. villain. Yeah, definitely. My next choice is Tong Po from Kickboxer, by, played by Michael Kesey. I'm never sure how to pronounce his name. Q-I-S-S-I. Kesey? Maybe. Kesey? It's probably somewhat weird, like it's pronounced with a Z or something. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> you don't know. I mean, he's just, he's just terrifying, Tong Po, isn't he? Really? Yeah, a man who can literally beat you to death. It's just elbow you, in the, elbow you in the spine, just for a laugh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's a few moments that I'm sure, like, to, like, maybe younger audiences now, for the first time, would seem a bit cheesy, like, but the same way he's just kicking a fucking concrete support in his dressing room to warm up. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just, like, this, like... Fucking dust coming down. He's cracked and that's terrifying. Imagine yeah. if you just walked in and saw it, went, fuck, my brother's fighting this mental bastard. Yeah, like, totally out of your depth. Yeah, and then fucking, I, I just wish there was a, a spin-off. I know he's, in the, sec- he's the same actor as in the second one, mm. and then from then, it's just, like, guys who look similar with really bad, like, Asian makeup on their eyes. <laughs> mm. Like just some American or something. <laughs> I mean, Michael Kesey isn't Asian, but, like, he does. it ever looks to the point where it looks offensive that they've made him up. Mm. But the, some of the sequels, the clips of the sequels, I'm like, Jesus Christ. He's like, is he like Christina Crook, Chinese level offensive? Or whatever, <laughs> you know, in uh, Legend of Chun-Li. Yeah, they're like, yeah, you're Chinese. Yeah, it's like, like it, remember during the flashback where there's like blatantly just a Chinese girl. Yeah. And then like, it's like... As yeah, she got but, older, she became less Chinese. <laughs> yeah, good old Hollywood for not caring. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, pretty uh, horrifying villain. Mm. Uh, I have to watch the uh, kickboxer again. It's been a while since I've seen it. You get the Blu-ray, man. Deadly, yeah. You need to fucking steal book. I told him to. <laughs> I would totally buy a kickboxer. I love kick. Kickboxer are genuinely one of my favourite films of all time. Mm. Yeah, it's a good story as well. It's like a good revenge story. It's a good huh. like training sort of story. Kind of like you know, like Rocky sort of stuff. Yeah, it's well. kickboxing Rocky, pretty much. Or yeah, like a more adult karate kid, if you will. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And of course the remakes out soon uh, yeah yeah. Go have you seen the trailer for it it came out a couple of weeks ago no no I've not looks alright alright yeah it's just like you know as you'd expect being made now it seems a bit more MMA influenced there's a lot of MMA fighters in and supporting roles and stuff is there right yeah. you got Van Damme as like the Zian teacher character and stuff. I'll give it a watch you know yeah you can, I guess you can't go wrong it's, it's quite a like archetypal type story of, uh, of like getting beaten up Having to overcome something and beating the the bad guy at the yeah, end, sort you of can't beat those. along them lines. Yeah. Because you got Batista as Tongpo in the remake, who actually looks pretty cool. Does he? Yeah. Good old Batista. Can't beat Batista. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, your next one, Val. It's the last one as well, isn't it? I think. Yeah. Is that five each? Yeah, yeah. But I've got one more. You one more for me? Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, a bit, a bit of a more unusual one this time. Uh, 
Jean Baptiste Emmanuel Zorg from Fifth Element. So, yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, mm, just uh, you know, you can't go wrong with Gary Oldman as a bad guy, right? True, and especially now, just hammering it up and being a fucking caricature. Yeah, and stuff, yeah. yeah. Just the uh, one of my favorite lines in Hollywood films is the uh, the bit when he says, um, "I know this song." Let's change the beat. <laughs> yeah, we used to call that all the fucking time, I remember. <laughs> fucking such a good... I just love his ridiculously like goofy uh, accent as well. Mm, it's all over the place, isn't it? You can't really place exactly where he's from. And just there. Uh, I like the, the fact that the character's like, he's a twat and he knows it. Mm. But that's it. <laughs> yeah, very good. It's been so but, long since I've seen Fifth Element, to be honest with you. Is it? Mm. Yeah. It's one of them films, actually, that's not gotten much love. Like, I think it's got... Although it did have a, a dead limited re-release run, I think whenever you see it on sale at Blu-rays, it's always like a piss poor video transfer. Like yeah. Blu-ray that's on sale. Yeah. Uh, but there isn't like any sort of like new big release since it was released on DVD. It's never gotten like a, you know, a special edition or a big release. Yeah, that's strange. But, yeah, just film that doesn't seem to get much love. Because yeah, if that was like done up to the fucking nines, that would look amazing on Blu-ray. Yeah, and like considering all the people that are in it and stuff as well, yeah, yeah. like lots of fucking talent, like talented actors, like at a sort of good point in the career mm. and stuff. Oh, strange. What? I think uh, Gary Oldman hates the movie. Like, <laughs> yeah, because he, uh, he he basically had to do it as a favor for uh, for Luke Besson. Ah, right. Yeah, because I think like Luke Besson like pretty much funded one of Gary Oldman's movies. Ah, okay. Or something, so he like he agreed to do it, but he like so he always says like he's like famously quoted as like someone said, "Oh, what do you think about Fifth Element?" And he just said, "Just terrible" or something, <laughs> which is kind of a shit. Well, fucking hell, man! If that's the case, then hats off to him for being so professional because you can't tell if he, he's not phoning it in, is he really? No, no, it's a proper totally fleshed out character. Yeah, uh, and just like again, it seemed to me like he was just having fun with it, just being like totally ridiculous. Mm. Over the top. That's always the best thing to do. I think if you're an actor and you've got you get you got to do a role that you don't really want to do, just fucking go for it because make people at least remember it. Because why just put in a half assed performance? Make the best out of it. You know? Yeah, I think actors always come off better for that as well when yeah. they're just going over the top in the villain role. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So my last choice, sir, is Mr. Joshua from Lethal Weapon, Gary Boosie. Mm, yeah, he, he's a, yeah henchman. Uh, but totally outshines the main bad guy, who's just like a, a rich, like white guy. Basically. He gets the final fight, so he's technically the the final boss. <laughs> yeah, the final boss. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, it, it's like a typical Brucey sort of thing. When you think Brucey, yeah. either like under siege or mm. this pops straight into mind. Totally, yeah, sort of thing. I'm sure some people it's Buddy Holly, but for us it's Mr. Joshua. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, but as low key as it is, I'm not sure there's anything more nerving than the scene where he's just lighting his arm on fire. <laughs> mm, yeah. Well, I said again, he can't feel pain because of something that happened to him in the war or something. I can't remember now. I know he's just got a high pain threshold. He's just he's hard just to fuck. Yeah, he's just hard <laughs> to fuck, yeah. I love that, that guy's reaction. He's the, I can't remember the guy's name, but he's always that character in movies, like the sort of sniveling fucking dodgy guy when he's like, do you have a lighter? And he lights his arm, and as, as he's doing it, he's just going, what the fuck is wrong with you guys? <laughs> yeah, totally I love that delivery. It's like the uh, twitchy drugs guy, sort of, isn't it? Yeah. And he just like stuns him into silence, where he's like, you'll be there to do the deal. Well, he's like, yeah, I need more. See you later. <laughs> 
Mm. As he would be when confronted with scary beauty at his height of scariness. Well, not really. He's still scary now, but he's a bit more endearing now, I think. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's mellowing out. He's like, a bit like, oh, bless him, he's like your crazy uncle now. <laughs> You're like, he's all right, really. He's harmless. <laughs> yeah, but then he'd like, you know, he could actually strangle the life out of you and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's our list. Mm, that's very good. Uh, do you want to do honourable mentions? Quick run through? Uh, yeah, sure. Not that it's going to be like a top 20 or anything. I'll just quickly, I, I scribbled some down. I mean, obviously, we're done Hans Gruber. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cyrus the Virus, Connor. Ah, uh, but I fucking hate Connor, so. It's, yeah, I know. It's one of them sort of contrived villain roles, though, it? where, again, I just think Malkovich just went, like, not to town. Well, Malkovich is always good. Yeah. I could probably watch it again. I don't know. I just remember that night we, like, were stuck with me dog who wouldn't stop barking <laughs> while watching Connor. Yeah. So whenever I think of Connor, I just think of that miserable night. <laughs> so it, was like, it was like a party going on downstairs that I would have liked to have been a part of, but I look after the dog. And then you just left us, you bastards. <laughs> As always, yeah. Left you looking after your dog. So I've got that, like, weird attachment to Connor. <laughs> um, but there's... Uh... Uh, one that you don't often think about, but Agent Smith, obviously. Yeah, I thought you might have mentioned Agent Smith. Again, just a very obvious sort of uh, thing, but uh, really cool, really cool bad guy. Mm. What else have we got? Castor Troy, but only the first 10 minutes. Yeah, when it's Cage, <laughs> when it's Cage. <laughs> when it swaps around, it's all wrong. Well, Travolta's okay. It's just like Cage is the good guy. Is, uh... Yeah, yeah, it doesn't quite work, does it? Too much acting, as they say, yeah. bigger gentlemen. <laughs> he's definitely best in the first ten minutes when he's grabbing ass and swinging his head around. Fucking headbanging the fucking choirs and stuff. <laughs> yeah. uh, but again, Gary Oldman, Norman Stansfield and Leon. Leon's a film I really need to rewatch. Mm. <laughs> I bought it to rewatch not long ago. I just haven't got around. I might watch that tonight, actually. Oh, yeah, it should do. It's very good. And obviously, just him being fucking in, in a nutcase. Shouting shit on people's face. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone! <laughs> of course, uh, Charles Rain from Passenger 57, played by Bruce Payne. Bruce Payne. Uh, just for my favourite bit when he's like, who's in charge? <laughs> like why why would you shoot somebody with it like just for like just to set up a line? Yeah. <laughs> because he's a badass. <laughs> Classic. Um I've I've got to give it an honor. I couldn't do this list without mentioning Ronnie Cox, of course. Yeah, who people just remember is wasn't he the bad guy in every eighties movie? It's like <laughs> yeah. not really, just about three. But you know, when he did it right, oh it was beautiful. Oh, it's so good. Uh Dick Jones and Robocop and uh, Cohagen and Total Recall. I always loved that name, Cohagen. That, that, <laughs> yeah. that could have been Arnie's name in the movie and it would have been badass. <laughs> yeah. Jack Cohagen. Yeah, it could have actually Total Action Hero movie. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, yeah Ronnie Cox. Yeah, classic. But then again, equally is badass in uh, Beverly Hills Cop as well. Yes. Like, he plays a good guy in that and yeah, stuff. Yeah. It's one of them characters where. Although he's so good at being a bastard, he can actually pull off just being a nice guy as well. Like we said before, like Lithgow. Mm. It was absolutely yeah. terrifying when he's a villain, but when he, he's got great comedy chops and he can be the nicest, like I said, Bigfoot, he's the world's best dad mm. in that movie. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, really cool actor, bless him. Mm. And then uh, just the last two, uh, seeing as I was on a bit of a Robocop thing, uh, Kurtwood Smith, Clarence Boddick, yeah. Can you fly, Bobby? And IDV version, ladies leave. Son of bitches, bitches is too much. Oh, I love that story though. That like they couldn't stop laughing on set because fucking when Verhoeven was directing, he was just referring to the actresses as bitches. <laughs> and bitches, you come and sit over here next to Miguel. <laughs> Well, that's what the old cast does. Yo, Ferreira's always the same. So hard to keep a straight face. 
would be awesome. Uh, and obviously, uh, the other bad guy. So many choice bad guys in RoboCop. Emil yeah. as well. Can't be, I mean, you mean Wiggum? <laughs> yeah. Basically, yeah. I just uh, all favorite bit when he's all like, "You think you can outsmart a bullet, college boy?" Huh? <laughs> just turns total twat for no reason. My favorite is just like when he just he goes silent for a bit and just randomly tells him, "I can shoot you in the eye from here." <laughs> <laughs> What? <laughs> Why? What the fuck? He's not doing out. Yeah, but that's, I guess that's what a proper bad guy is all about, right? I love that, like, far back shot where he's just kicking at the fucking, like, wall, like a little fucking rabid dog or something. Yeah. Terrifying little bastard that he is. Yeah, Robocop gets bad guys done right. He does. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Kane in the second one. Kane, yeah, another good bad another guy. And the, 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 the little kid in Robocop as he's well. He's a very little bastard, isn't he? Yeah, that's what I mean. Robo- I mean, not so much Robocop 3, but Robocop 1 and 2, they definitely get the bad guys right, yeah. I wonder, you know a bit where the kid has like a, a sort of light blue machine gun? Yeah. I always yeah. wonder if they did that on purpose because he's a kid. So yeah. like, let's give him a gun that looks like a toy. Like a toyish thing. That's kind of like a folding Mac 10 or something, isn't it? Yeah, it's crazy, yeah. Little square looking thing, mm. yeah. Yes, very good. Good old villains. Can't beat the villains. Yeah. Uh, Francisco's list was Red Mist, aka the motherfucker, in Kick Ass One and Two. I never. Oh, yeah. I never saw Kick Ass Two. You know. Did you not? Ah. No. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah, and he's like he's kind of like the main villain after his dad dies in Kick Ass One. Yeah. 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 Uh, Jim Carrey's really good in it. Yeah, I'd heard he was the best thing in the second yeah. one. Yeah. What was yeah. his, what's his name in that again? Uh, uh, Sergeant something or other. It's the old pro America and stuff, isn't he? Yeah, I can't remember. It's something like it Sergeant America, something like, <clears throat> something like that. I'll have to look it up because it, it'll do my head in. Uh, go on. Uh, his next one was uh, I don't know if this counts. Uh, it's technically a comedy, but I'll, I'll let you off because it's Mark Hamill, cock knocker in Jane Silent Bob Strike Back. Mm, that's it, yeah. <laughs> Good old cock knocker, it's genius. I love when it comes on. It's just like cock knocker. Hey kids, it's Mark Hamill. <laughs> yeah. Good old Mark Hamill as well. He's he's one of those like great actors that just fucking pops up and stuff. And yeah. he's he's always like he seems really like fun and stuff. I remember Kevin Smith saying on the commentary though that like it seems like it's there's a joke. Like hey kids, it's Mark Hamill. Yeah. But apparently it's half joke, half real because I think at test screenings people didn't realise it was Mark Hamill. No, really. Yes, yeah, so he was like, yeah. oh well, that kind of works both ways. I'll put it on the fucking screen as yeah. all the title card. Yeah. Yeah, I could believe that because you know like. I guess he is one of them, like, chameleon guys, like, because he's, you can change his voice so well and stuff, and people just don't really think about him, I guess, and and at the time, Star Wars was on a bit of a lull, Mm -hmm. again, you know, so people wouldn't automatically be like, oh yeah, it's that dude from Star Wars, I guess. It's good, that fucking whole scene, though, where Chris Rock is amazing in that scene. Yeah, yeah. Another film I've not seen in in Yonks, actually. Yeah. Just that bit where he's going on about fucking wanting a coffee and he wants a blonde-haired white boy to make it for him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, just a uh, total Spike Lee sort of thing. Yeah, it's almost, fucking yeah. hilarious, yeah. <laughs> uh, next one, T-Bird, the crow, good old uh, David... Is it, I can't remember his name. David Patrick Kelly? The old, uh, yeah. You know, Sully from Commando and stuff. Any, anytime he's in a fucking movie, he's a bad guy. He's awesome. Yeah, yeah. again, another main character actor for being a twat, basically. Another honourable mention... Um, uh, what the fuck's his name in the Warriors? Yeah. Luther. Luther, is it? Yeah. can't remember. Yeah, the fucking Warriors. <laughs> chink, chink. Creepy little psycho bastard. Yeah. And I love how, like, his reason for doing it is just 
because. Like, yeah. There's no explanation. It's just a nutcase. It's so good. It's just like doing it to like prove a point that he's a bastard or something. Yeah, or, yeah kind of. Yeah, just says at one point, why? Because he's having a good time. So you need <laughs> But yeah, T-Bird's great as well. We'll talk more about T-Bird, of course, next week. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Another one I mentioned, Michael Wincott and the Crow's fucking amazing. Well, yeah, another movie that gets bad guys right. It's all about the bad guys, really. Yeah, in- exactly. Including the main character, who's yeah. technically a bad guy, I guess, yeah, at that I point. Guess, yeah. Killing people in that. Uh, next one's Old Joe, Bruce Willis and Looper. He's good in Looper. Yeah, film, film I've, I mean, admittedly, I've only seen once. Me too, yeah. Um, watch it. Yeah. Um, I think Gordon Levitt, like crazy sometimes when it's, you look at him. It's in fucking that insane how like, there's parts in that film where you're like, is that just 1985 circa Moonlight and Bruce Willis? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a good, good casting light. And you wouldn't think it at first. You'd be like, how's, yeah, no way does he look like him. But... Did, did they use ever so slight prosthetics on like his nose or something? Yeah. His nose and his, like, eyebrows or something. Yeah, it's something, yeah. but it makes all the difference in the world. Mm, so definitely. good. And his last one, of course, great choice, Bennett from Commander. Mm, yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, our old mate, um, Emil, <laughs> Adam Wiggum, gave us a list. But he only picked fucking three. Three? <laughs> you lazy bastard, Wiggum. <laughs> fucking couldn't even come up with five. I thought you'd come up with, like, 20. Uh, Clarence Bodiger. Mm. Hans Gruber, and he couldn't be asked to look up his name, so just Guy in John Wick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think the John Wick. What is it again? Who is I it? honestly couldn't remember the bad guy. No, I mean, I don't I'm trying to think. It, I guess there is a main one. Well, maybe. I guess there's the main twat in the car, isn't there? Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know. Fuck, yeah, I'll have to have a look. <laughs> Another honourable mention, I can't believe we forgot this, because it technically is an action movie. Mm. Raul Julia and Bison. Yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah, one of our favourite bad guys of all time. Someone posted, like, the greatest fucking use of this meme ever during the Brangelina thing. Oh, right. <laughs> It was just someone going, today was the day Brangelina ended, and then just posted a fucking little video of M. Bison going, but to me, it was a Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And that's the perfect use of that fucking moment. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, that's the show. Yeah, that was, good. that was a different way to do a show. We should do more stuff like that, like, do top five lists. It was cool. Yeah, just prompt, prompt a bit of a discussion. Yeah. I'd rather do that more than reviews now and then. Sometimes mm. it just feels like we're going through the motions a bit with reviews. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. I suppose we'll just do the right kind of film, though. Yeah. Yeah, true. Mm. Uh, so yeah, next week, The Crow. Crow Extravaganza. Yes. I might actually reread the graphic novel beforehand as well. Refresh my memory. And watch City of Angels. Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> and the third and fourth and fifth film <laughs> or whatever what's the one with David Boreanaz it's like the eighth one or something <laughs> <laughs> oh dear yeah I think I've seen Crow City of Angels once and yeah, it's like I, mean, I was just like ah oh, so disappointing it just feels all French and with <laughs> filters and that going on yeah <laughs> is it directed by someone French it is yeah must be yeah. how can a film feel French Apparently they can, though. Yeah, they can. <laughs> and the uh, guy that did Alien Resurrection, he proved it. Mm, very French. <laughs> so until next week, folks, keep it real. Yeah, keep it action. Keep it high octane, motherfuckers. Damn right, that's perfect. Send <laughs> it there. Catch you next week, motherfuckers. See you later. Bye-bye. Bye. I'm Stacey with Aness, the Director of Operations over here at Wafu HQ. If you'd like to support the show, a review and rating on iTunes would be much appreciated. Just search for Wafu FM. 
Or, if you're not an iTunes user, a review over at Stitcher.com would also be flipping marvellous. Once again, just search for Wafu FM. If you'd like to get in contact with the show, the email address is wafupodcast at gmail.com. Or alternatively, if you'd prefer to leave a voicemail, head on over to www.speakpipe.com slash wafufm. Thanks for listening. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.